have mercy this morning. Father, have mercy on all of those who are going through trials and tribulations. Father, we ask that you will have mercy on those who have been affected by the storms. Father, we ask that you will have mercy on those who are heavy-hearted, those who have lost loved ones, those people who are in hospitals who desire to be in somebody's church this morning. Father, have mercy. Those that may even be in convalescent homes and in their private homes who desire to be in a church this morning. Lord, have mercy. But for us who are here, we didn't come for no outside show. We came to give you thanks. Somebody in here know that it's a blessing to be in the house of prayer. And for that, Lord, we give you praise. We ask that you will bless everything that we do, Lord. Bless everything that we say. Bless every song that we sing. Above all, Lord God, let us be fed through the preach word this morning. That we won't just be hearers, but that we will be doers of your holy and righteous word. So that when we leave this place, we will be better than we were before we came. Father God, we thank you for what you have done. Lord God, we thank you for what you're doing right now. And we even thank you for what you will do. And Father, we give all this to you and submit it in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. And all the people of God said, Amen. 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 We ought to be able to say amen again. Amen. God bless you. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be any place. We just thank God so much for all of his many blessings. We're going to move into our responsive reading. And I know we have some difficulty up there. But listen, we're going to do it anyway. Won't you please stand? Don't let the devil win, okay? <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to ask that you please uh, just read after me. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. You did so well. Let's do that one more time. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. And I think uh, the hymn this morning will fit right in place. I don't know about you, but oh, how I love Jesus. Let's sing together. Everybody, there is, there is. Sounds. The sweetest, the uh, sweetest. Everybody now, oh, come on.
died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood. The sinner's perfect plea. Come on with the refrain. Oh, everybody. Of ones who loving heart, of ones who loving heart, can feel my deepest woe. Who any sorrow bears apart, that none can bear. Give yourselves a big round of applause. That was wonderful. I don't know about you, but I sure love the Lord. He does all and everything for us, and we thankful. We are so thankful for Him. We're going to pause at this time and now and just share some announcements that you don't have just yet. But we ask you to just remember those we're about to give you. We ask that you please continue to pray for our sick and shut-in members. There are many has having some difficulties, so I ask you to pray for them. Continue to pray for Brother Gross and family. Brother Gross is moving uh, in the right direction, and we thank God for him. I think I saw him back there this morning, but that's a blessing. Amen? Yeah. Also, we ask that you please pray for Mr. Luster, who lost a brother out of state, and I, he's probably out there. At least he went out uh, to out of state, so I ask you to please pray for him. Pray for the Thornton family, uh, most of you probably know that they laid a brother to rest on yesterday, and we ask you to continue to pray for them. Also, be sure to pray for Sister Eletha Lewis. She is uh, having a difficult time, but with the Lord's help, everything will be all right. So we ask you to please pray for him. Also, for her, excuse me, uh, Brother Al Levy is in the hospital, I understand, and asking for the prayers of the church. Amen. We have a thank you note here and ask the Lord to shower you with a blessing. We humble and grateful for the thoughtfulness, prayers, calls, cards, and selfish acts of, uh, unselfish acts of kindness. We thank you so very much. And this comes from uh, the Thornton family. Also, we ask that you pray for Sister Gloria Hawkins and her family. Gloria is the wife of Reverend Jerome Hawkins. Her brother, J.B. Spires, was in town for the funeral and guess what happened uh, he lost his life as well during this time so we ask you to please pray for you never know because you got you got to be you got to be ready because the lord is going to do his part amen so we ask you to continue to pray 
I would love to go to the media, but they are still not working. So we ask you to please just remember all of our sick and children members. Just be nice to somebody. Everybody that's sitting now, do something that will help everybody. Amen. God bless you. We're going to pause right now and recognize our visitors for the morning. Listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you right now, if you would please stand, and we want to thank you for coming. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Remain standing. Please remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buck, our pastor, Mr. and Horace Buck, and Ty K. Chapman family, just so happy that you chose to wish us today. If you just visit, please come anytime to schedule out. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave, we're going to try to convince you to just find out why you're standing. We're going to give you something right now that you can only get here at K. Chapman Mission Baptist Church.
Amen. God bless you. Does that mean it's working up there? No, not yet. Okay. We were getting excited. <laughs> Amen. At this time now, we're going to pause for our time and our service. We want to just remind you that during early morning service, we only do one offering, and we're going to ask that you prepare to give, and the ushers and the deacons will make that possible, and this choir in front of you will sing, and we ask that you prepare to give. Now, again, as you are so blessed, and just remember one thing. I don't care how hard you try, you can't be God-given. Isn't that right? So we ask you to prepare to give now again as you have been so blessed. Choir. Give me somebody, somebody driving a blue Lexus outside, you left your trunk open. If you're driving a blue Lexus, you might want to check it out and make sure that it's secure, okay? Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it an offering of the Lord. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all of his service. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise, glory, and honor be to God. Amen.
prayed. Most gracious Father, we come this morning thanking you for another day, for watching over us during the night and allowing us to return to this place. Father, we wake up this morning giving all honor and praise unto you. Every word of worship, Lord, belongs to you. For we love you and we need you, O Master, and we realize and understand that we can do nothing without you. Now, Father, for this offering, we ask that you would accept it. In the name of thy Son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have a um, young lady with us. Miss Palmer, where are you? Miss Palmer, where are you? Come on down. The clock is running. No. morning. You know what? I was at um, Pearl Street and I forgot to say my name. <laughs> so, so I'm going to make sure the first thing I do here this morning is to say my name is Darla Palmer. And you spell it D-A-R-L-A. -A, Darla Palmer. So if you see some signs out there, it says Darla for D-A. Darla Palmer. I thank the Lord for allowing me to be here this morning, and I'm going to talk fast because I got my two minutes. And um, I tried to count this morning how many times you all said, thank you, Lord. I, I lost count. <laughs> and so I was born and raised in Hines County, uh, been practicing law for about 22 years. I hope I look much younger than I am. And uh, I am, I got one question for you here, Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Are you ready to feel safe in Hines County? Yes, amen. I'm ready to feel safe too. And I am running for Hines County District Attorney. And I'm running because I want to bring respect back to our community for doing what's right in our community. We can go up north, 55 north, they get respect in their community. We can go 20 east, you get respect in that community as well. So I got a quick saying, and then I'm going to go. Everybody doesn't need to go to jail, but some folks do. Everybody that's charged with a crime is not guilty of it, but guess what? A lot of folks are. My steps have been ordered. I just lost my dad about a month ago. I would have been here sooner. I ask that you help me fulfill God's destiny in my life and in yours too. I thank you and God bless you. Amen, God bless you. At this time now, this choir is gonna come with the final selection for the morning. We ask that you sing along with them in your heart and, be, and help to be prepared for the sermon for the morning. Choir.
won't you worship him for just a little while? Why don't you forget about what you brought in here and just worship him a little while? Why don't you thank him for another day's journey and just worship him for a little while? Is there anybody in this house that's just glad to be in this house and can tell the Lord thank you for another day's journey? Thank you for the activity of my limbs. Thank you that you woke me up this morning. Thank you that I'm clothed and in my right mind. Thank you. I come to worship his name, bless his name, magnify his name. For he is truly worthy of the glory, worthy of the honor, and worthy of all of our praise. We've come to worship his holy name. Amen. Where are the worshipers? Where are the worshipers? Where are the worshipers? Where are the, where are the worshipers? I'm not talking about the fair weather worshipers. I'm talking about the, the don't, don't matter what's going on outside. I'm talking about the, because you got, you got something on the inside that'll take care of what's happening on the outside. Bless his holy name. Oh, bless his holy name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 And amen. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. I neglected on last Sunday to recognize our April birthdays. And so if you're here this morning and you have a birthday in the month of April, won't you stand to your feet and let us wish you a happy birthday this morning. God bless you. Happy birthday to all of our April babies. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Amen. We'll sing it too. All right, we'll sing it. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Very special birthday this morning, I understand. My mother's is celebrating 85 years this morning. Is that right, Mother Minifield? God bless you. Tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be 80. Amen. God bless you. Come on, let's wish her a happy birthday. Don't she look good? In the Lord's blessing. Amen. 85 years young. God is a mighty, mighty good God. Amen. Amen. Listen, we do want to ask that you keep in prayer several of our members. You do recall that uh, the... Um, Thornton brothers lost their brother on, on last week, was funeralized on yesterday. And so we ask that you keep uh, Sam and Roosevelt in your prayers. Also, we need you to add to that prayer list uh, the Hawkins family, uh, Reverend and Sister Hawkins. Uh, Sister Hawkins lost a brother also in recent days. Uh, we don't, I don't have the um, information on, on, on arrangements at this point, uh, but do keep them in your prayers as well. It was very sudden, very unexpected. Uh, in fact, the brother was coming for another funeral, and and that happened. And so, do keep do keep them in your prayers. Amen, amen. I just got another note. Uh, let's see, the brother Luster, brother Luster, uh, is also uh, seeking prayers. We need to be in prayer for him and during the time of bereavement as well. Uh, we ask that you keep them in your prayers. Amen. Do want to remind you that on next Sunday, on next Sunday, on next Sunday is Easter, y'all. Amen. Next Sunday is Easter. And you know here at Cade, we do something different on Easter morning. We get up early in the morning. Bless his name, somebody. Amen. And so we want to remind you that at 7 a.m., 7 a.m., we will have our early morning sunrise service at 7 a.m. right here. Our ushers will greet you with 
with smiles on their faces. Amen. Because that's just what they do. Amen. That's just what they do. We'll have seats available for everybody. So do invite your friends, invite your family, your loved ones to come and share with us on next Sunday at our 7 a.m. early sunrise service. Do ask that you also keep uh, Toya Brown and Ashley McLaughlin in your prayers as well. They lost a grandmother. Uh, funeral services are going to be this week, this Wednesday, uh, at the New Mount Zion Baptist Church over on Maple Street. So do keep that family in your prayers as well. That service is uh, Wednesday at 10 a.m., Wednesday at 10 a.m. So do keep Toya and Ashley in your prayers as well. Amen. I'm trying to get through them all. I'm trying to get through them all. Amen. Uh, let's see. I think, that, oh, Passion Week services. Passion Week services are this week as well. Uh, you know, we uh, have fellowship with all of our area churches between Burton Edition and Shady Grove. And so those services begin on tomorrow. We'll be going throughout the rest of the week. Do want you to keep particularly Thursday and Friday in mind. Thursday and Friday, Arcade Chapel Nights. Amen. Y'all didn't say it good enough. Amen. <laughs> Now, we're going the whole week. Yeah, we're going the whole week, Mother. I'm just saying Thursday and Friday are the nights when we got to show up. Amen. In full fashion. Amen. We'll be hosting on Thursday, and then on Friday we'll be sharing uh, over at uh, Shady Grove. Thank you. Sh sharing over at Shady Grove. So Thursday and Friday are Cade Chapel nights in particular, but let's share throughout the week. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. I will invite your attention now to the book of Luke, Luke's gospel, Luke chapter number 19, Luke chapter number 19. I want to begin reading at verse number 35, Luke 19, beginning with verse number 35. And there you will find these words recorded. And they brought him to Jesus. They cast their garments upon the colt and they set Jesus thereon. As he went, they spread their clothes in the way, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject this morning. Is this your king? Is this your king? Now, for the sake of you Lakers fans, I'm not talking about LeBron. Let me hurry up and go on record. Let you know that I'm actually a LeBron fan. Whether or not he's the greatest of all time, that's another debate, but that is not... <laughs> Mother has spoken. <laughs> that is not what calls our attention this morning. Is this your king? 2018 was a great year for black cinema and movie making. 
leading the pack was the comic book inspired Black Panther, which grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide. In that movie, for those of you who saw it, you remember that in that movie, the Black Panther T'Challa is challenged by Killmonger for the title Black Panther King of Wakanda. The fierce sword battle that ensues between the two before the various tribes of Wakanda, Killmonger gets the best of T'Challa. T'Challa is beaten, bloodied, and bruised, and, and in that state he begins to swing wildly at Killmonger, hoping to somehow connect a blow while Killmonger stands in victory and mockingly asks the Wakandans, is this your king? Is this the king that's supposed to lead you into the future? Is this him? Is, is this the one who's supposed to protect you? Is this your king? It's a striking moment in the film because suddenly the one who had been presumed to be the Black Panther, the one who had ascended to the throne, the one who seemed to have all the people's admiration, respect, and support was suddenly being shown to have some weakness and shown to have a formidable opponent. And the basic question that Killmonger raises before taking away the choice by supposedly killing T'Challa is, who do you want as your king? What kind of king do you want representing you? Who is the king who, will, who you will follow, serve, respect, and fight for, and submit to? Who is the king to whom you will be allegiant? Who is the king to whom you will pledge your loyalty? Who is the king who will fight for you and you for him? Is this your king? Hold on to that question for just a minute. Because an interesting contrast takes place in the text on this day that we call Palm Sunday. This, this is the day that we know that Jesus makes what we refer to as his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He enters that city from the Mount of Olives at the East Gate at Jerusalem. And the people have been anticipating this moment for a lifetime. They've been waiting for the coming of their Messiah a day that had been prophesied since the days of Elijah. And now the long-awaited king of Israel who would save his people from the Roman Empire had finally come. The people celebrate his arrival the best way that they could, gathering and giving what they had. He had requested to ride upon the back of a donkey, but he's their king, and so they cover the donkey's backs with coats and cloaks as, as to provide some measure of comfort and stability as he rides upon the colt's back. Men are cutting down palm branches and giving them to children to go before him and, and wave the palm branches and, and declaring him to be the Messiah, assisting in this royal procession of their king. It is a parade put on by peasants using the best of what they have. And as the king makes his arrival into the city, the people are shouting, Blessed be the king! that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. This is their king, their conquering king, their vanquishing king, their king who would overthrow the occupation of, reign and, uh, of Rome and reestablish their city as their own. But there's another procession in this city. 
Some have suggested that it happened even on the same day. Roman historians record that the governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, led a procession of Roman cavalry and centurions into the city of Jerusalem. And so from the east side, there is this meager man riding upon a donkey. But from the west side, there is Pontius Pilate leading Roman soldiers on horseback and on foot. The contrast couldn't be more striking. On the east, Jesus is sitting atop coats and cloaks to provide some sense of comfort and stability. But from the west, Pilate rides upon a saddle stallion. Jesus has a ragtag team of retired fishermen, farmers, and other blue-collar workers following him. But from the west side, Pilate has an army of soldiers clad in leather, armor polished to a high gloss. On each of their heads, hammered helmets gleamed in the bright sunlight. And at their side were sheathed swords crafted from the hardest metals. In their hands, each centurion carried a spear. Or if you were an archer, a bow with a sling of arrows across his back. Look at the contrast. Children, men, and women shouted, Hosanna at the entrance of Jesus. But drummers beat out the cadence of a war march. For this was Pilate, governor of Rome. And as governor of this region, he comes in knowing that this is the time whenever there would ever, if there would ever be some thought of an uprising, this would be the season because this is the Passover season. This is when the Jews get mobilized. This is when all of them descend upon Jerusalem. And so to make sure that nobody's thinking about making an uprising, Pilate says, I'll make my processional now. I'll bring the army in now. I'll let them see our might so that we'll crush the thought before it even enters their head. Can you imagine for a moment the dichotomy between these two processionals? Can you imagine a boy watching these two entrances, one from the east, one from the west, can you imagine what that child might have questioned in his mind? There is the passion of Jesus' entrance versus the power of Pilate's. The excitement of Jesus' entrance versus the expert precision of Pilate's. And that child left to make a conclusion about who is my king? Is this our king? Compared to all of this that I'm looking at, is this our king? Riding on the back of a donkey with palm branches and coats for a saddle? We can't even afford to put him on a... Is this our king? Our king looks so weak in comparison to Rome's king. Our king seems so much smaller than this other king. Our king has so fewer resources than it appears than this other king. Is this our king? It's not only the question that some child may have raised in his or her heart that day, but it is the question to which every Christian must have a resolute answer. 
and declare, yes, that is my king. That is the king I choose to follow. This is my king, the king that I choose to love. This is my king, the king that I serve willingly. This is my king for whom I will stand. This is my king whom I adore. This is my king, the one that I respect. This is my king, the one who I will follow. Yes, this is my king. That choice is constantly put before us. Who is your king? Every day, the world asks us the question, who is your king? Who will you serve? To whom will you be allegiant? To whom will you submit and surrender? Who is your king? Rome is long gone, yet the question still is before us today. Who will you serve? The gods of the world or the king of kings? The prince of the power of the air or the prince of peace? The world parades before us money and asks us to serve it. It parades before us fame and asks us to serve it. It parades before us power and asks us to serve it. It parades before us sexual lusts and desires and asks us to serve them. And every day as a Christian, you have to make the choice, who will I serve? To which kingdom will I belong? And for which king Will you be known? Life in God's kingdom. It's not about self-aggrandizement. It's about renunciation. It's not about big words and fancy clothes. It's about meagerness and powerful actions. Life in God's kingdom is not about what you have or who you are. It's about what you do. It's not about the world's values, but God's values. If you love God, if your values are God's values instead of the world's values, if Christ is actually king, then you will love as God loves. You will give as God gives. You will forgive as God forgives. If the values of your life are God's values, you cannot help but to live the life that Christ taught. What did he teach? I'll tell you what he taught. He looked at his disciples one day and he said, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who despite. Pray for those. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. That's, that's, that's the king we follow and that's the kingdom to which we belong. Preaching in front of the Ebenezer, the Ebenezer Baptist Congregation just two months before his assassination. Reverend Martin Luther King told his congregation how he would like to be remembered. And in doing so, he zeroed in on that ultimate question that if Christ is king, what does it mean? If Christ is ruler over your life, what does that mean? And Dr. King said to them, quote, if Christ is ruler over my life, then my Nobel Peace Prize is less important than me trying to feed the hungry. If Christ is king, then my invitations to the White House are less important than the visits that I made to the prison. 
If Christ is Lord, then my being Time Magazine's Man of the Year is less important than me trying to love extravagantly, dangerously with all of my being. What does it mean when Christ is king? The contrast of kings and kingdoms could not be more stark for Jesus makes it clear what being a part of the kingdom of God requires when he says to those who would potentially follow him, if a man would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus does not hide from us the fact that being a citizen of his kingdom requires three things. Number one, it requires a surrender of the self. Number two, it requires the association of suffering. And number three, it requires the submission to his sovereignty. The surrender of self. Christ is king in your life. And the first thing that is required of us is that we must be willing to surrender ourselves. What does that mean? That means that, watch this, that means that I no longer belong to myself. But I recognize that I belong to God that I am his. What I am is because of God. What I have comes from God. And what I do is ultimately determined by God. When Jesus is king, I am completely emptied of myself so that he has absolute authority in my life. He has complete control concerning my life. He is my king, and I willingly give him the reins that I have been holding on to and say to him, Lord, you take control. You're my king, Lord. You lead me and you guide me. I deny myself of what I want and surrender to your will for my life because the truth of the matter is you know what's best for me anyhow. St. Augustine, that North African theologian of the first millennium who shaped the Western church's thinking on salvation and, and baptism and sin and the church and the Trinity said this, quote, he said, once and for all, I give you this one short command. Love God and do what you will. Love God and do what you will. End of quote. I bring this to your attention because sometimes it's difficult to understand where God is leading us and guiding us and what God wants us to do. And when we've surrendered our life to him as our king, sometimes we find ourselves in a state of paralysis, waiting on God and doing nothing until we feel something or sense something. But part of our faith walk is also coming to the point of understanding that when the Lord is your king, that you love, your love for him will keep you in the way of doing those things that are pleasing to him. Love God and do what you will. Your love for him will keep you in the vein of doing those things that will glorify him. Love God and do what you will. Your love for him will keep you seeking the ways to honor him and to bring glory to him through your living and your actions and your choices. Love God and do what you will. So when you find yourself wondering what to do and where to go and which decision to make and you don't hear anything from God, remember the words of St. Augustine, love God and do what you will. And believe that God will walk with you in your desire 
to honor him. God will stand with you in your attempt to serve with him. God will bless you in your hope to bless him. Love God and do what you will. So, number two, he says, if a man will come after me, let him deny himself. Secondly, take up his cross. There is then here the association of suffering. Jesus makes it no secret that following him and having him as king comes, yes, with its consequences. And all of the consequences are not good. Listen to him. If a man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up what? His cross. And do it how often? Daily. Let him take up his cross Daily. In other words, there is some suffering involved with following Jesus. And if you do it right, you'll suffer daily. Now they talking to me in here. If you walk with him right, you'll suffer daily. <laughs> if you walk with him close enough, there's some things that just your close walk with him will cause you to suffer some other relationships. Just getting closer to the Lord will mean you've got to sever some other relationships. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. There are afflictions associated with Jesus being king in your life. There are even associations that shift and associations that begin by making Jesus Lord. Watch this. Listen to Jesus talking about the shift of associations. He says, Luke records it in Luke chapter 14. Jesus says this, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even in his own, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Listen to that. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Now hear me, Jesus is not telling us to go around hating our family. What he is saying, yeah, let me hurry up and say that because some of y'all, some of y'all have figured out how to be mad with some of your folks. That's not what he's teaching. Jesus is not teaching us to hate our family. What he is saying is that there will be rivals warring for supremacy over the thrones of our hearts. There will be relationships that wrestle for positions of priority in our heart. And Jesus says that when we make him king, that these other relationships and associations must shift. Not telling you to go around hating them. He's saying they got to shift. They got to take, they, they can't come in front of me. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. Why? He says because I'm king. And if I'm king, you can't have nobody in front of me. If I'm king, you, you can't serve nobody if I'm king. You have to surrender to me and shift 
the other associations. So there's the association of relationships, but then there's also the association of suffering that occurs when Christ is king. Paul writes it like this in the book of Philippians chapter 3 and 10. He says that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death. When Christ is king, hear me, suffering is understood to be a part of the journey. Let me help you. You're not going to get out of it. You're not going to get out of suffering. Jesus said as much when he said, in this world, you will have, I wish I had some Bible readers in here, you will have tribulation. Didn't he say so? You, you're, you're going to go through some valleys. You're going to go through some fires. You're going to go through some floods. You're going to deal with some storms. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some dark days. You're going to have some weary days. You're going to get sick sometimes. You're going to get upset sometimes. You will have tribulation. It's a part of the journey. And being a Christian does not pull you out. Or exempt you from the troubles and trials and tribulations of life. No, get ready for it. Be prepared for it. And understand suffering to be a part of the journey. In fact, Paul puts such suffering in the right context when he writes in 1 Peter chapter 4. And I talked about it last Sunday when he said, Beloved, think it not strange the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But watch what he says in verse 13. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. In other words, if folk mess with you because you're on the Lord's side, that ain't nothing for you to be upset about. If, if folk talk about you because you pray before you, 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 you eat your food, y'all ain't talking to me in here. Folk think you strange because you give 10% of your income to the church. Don't get quiet now. Folk think it's funny because, watch this, because wives, you respect your husbands, and husbands, you love your wives. That wasn't enough of an amen. Because the world will tell you to do it differently. You know I'm right about it. World will tell you, child, don't let no man tell you what to do. You're a woman. You're a full woman. Independent woman. You was a woman before he. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Wives, honor your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. That's the way of God's kingdom. Oh, shucks. Thirdly, thirdly, I'm through. Thirdly, I'm through. He says, if a man will come after me, let him deny himself. That's submitting himself. Take up his cross. That's recognizing that there's going to be some suffering along the way. And let him follow me. There is thirdly then, if you're going to be a part of the kingdom and he's going to be your king, 
there must be the submission to his sovereignty. The submission, I'm through, the submission to his sovereignty. When Christ is king, there is on our part an absolute submission to his sovereignty. Following him means, watch this, following him and him being my king means, watch this, that I go where he goes. Or I go where he sends me. It's submission to his sovereignty. Following him means accepting, watch this, what he allows. See, when he's king, watch this, when he's king, you don't question what he gives you. When he's king, you don't talk back about what he determines to be a part of your I wish I had a witness in here. When he's king, you submit fully to his sovereignty. In so much, Jesus gives us the example when he is in Gethsemane's garden. And yes, he prays his will. He prays rather for what he wants. And I'm glad, I'm glad Jesus prays like this to the Father because it says to us that if Jesus did it, we can too. That if Jesus could pray to the Father about something that he wanted, we can too. He said, Lord, if it's possible, take this cup. Let it pass from me. Another translation say, Lord, if it's possible, take this away. Lord, if it's impossible, take this away from me. I don't know if you've ever prayed like that. If it's something in your life that you didn't want in your life and you had to tell the Lord, Lord, take this away from me. Lord, take this pain away from me. Lord, take this guilt away from me. Lord, take this sin away from me. Lord, take this temptation away from me. Lord, take this trial away from me. Paul said, Lord, take this thorn away from me. Lord, take it away. If it's possible. I don't want to end my life like this. I've seen Roman crucifixion. It ain't nothing pretty. If it's possible, let this happen another way. That was his want. But watch Jesus follow it up with submission to the Father's authority. Nevertheless, not what I want but thy will be done. Not what I'm praying for, but, but God, what you've designed and desired to be my lot in life, that's what I'll take. And I'll take it without fighting back. I'll take it without poking my lips out. I'll take it without arguing with you. I'll take it because I'm in submission to your sovereignty. When Christ is king, he is absolutely sovereign. And, 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 and I'm through, but one of the real marks of a mature disciple is when you stop trying to twist the sovereign arm of God. A mature disciple stops trying to manipulate 
the mighty hand of God. A mature disciple comes to the point of recognizing that what God's will is, if it's his will, if it's his will, then I know he'll walk with me through it. If it's his will, I know I'm not going through this by myself. If it's his will, I know he'll give me grace and strength for this journey. And so, Lord, I just completely surrender and submit to your will and your way because, Christ, you're my king. You're my king. Now, if you're here this morning and you have yet to make Jesus king of your life, if you have yet to come to the place where you've surrendered yourself and said, Lord, your will be done, if you have yet to give God the reins of your life and, and give him the steering wheel of your journey and say, God, I need you to take over because I, I, I've made a wreck of my life. I've, I've gone into some ditches and I've, I've hit some walls along the way. And God, I need you to take the wheel. If you know that you've been driving your life by yourself and now it's time for the Lord to take over, I want to invite you to make Christ king. Let Jesus become Lord and king of your life. And all you got to do is make yourself available to him by opening your heart and saying yes to him. If you're here this morning, the doors of the church are open, and I want to invite you to take a few steps of faith. Tell him, Lord, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. I'm coming right now. I want you to be king of my life. I've seen the choices, and right now I know there is no other choice. You are the answer. You are my king. You are my Lord. And I'm coming right now. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come right now? Won't you come right now? Won't you come right now? Hallelujah. Bless his name. Hallelujah. My storage is empty. You've got to empty yourself sometimes. My storage. Said and I. Won't you make yourself available this morning? Open your heart to him and say yes to him. Open your will to him and say yes to him. Lord, come on and say it this morning. Lord, 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 I'm available to you. Oh, yeah, Lord, my will. I'll do what you say. Use me, show someone, enable me, yes, 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 oh, my storage, my storage, said and I, Lord, yes, Lord. Let's sing that one more time. Somebody else is making up their mind. Somebody's making up their mind. Tell them now, Lord, 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 I'm available. Right now, this morning, I'm not putting it off any longer. Lord, I'm available. My will, I'm ready to do, I'm ready to do what you say do. Show someone, someone. 
my story. Stay right there and I. My storage, my storage. Oh, and I am available. My storage, my storage. Yes, and I am. I'm emptying myself of myself. I'm making room for you, Lord. Do what you want to do, do what you want to do. Take control of my life. Lead me and guide me, Lord. I'll go where you want me to go. coming for prayer. Take the hand of the person sitting next to you and let us join in prayer together. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of another day. A day, O oh Lord, that you didn't have to give to any of us. But you saw fit, O oh Lord, that we would wake up this morning. That we would be able to dress ourselves and return to this place. Master, we're with your servants, your children now. Who are coming in need of prayer, O oh Lord. Father, you know all the situations and circumstances surrounding their lives. Master, we know that you are in control. We know that whatever needs to be done, Lord, you can do it. So, Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you would do it now. No matter what it is, oh Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you would do it now. Do it, Lord. Bless them in their time of need, oh Lord. Keep them in your loving care. Now, God. Whatever that need is, oh, Lord, do it now. Yes, Lord. If there's something there, that Lord, that shouldn't be removed. Yes, God. If there's something needed, oh, oh yeah, Lord, supply, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would add it now. Yes, Lord. Bless these, your children, oh, Lord. Yes, God. In Jesus' name in Jesus we pray. Name. Amen. 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 Come on. Somebody give God a hand of praise this morning. Hallelujah. If you know God will do it, come on and give God praise this morning. If you know there's nothing too hard for our King, nothing too hard for our God, hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. My storage, my storage, my storage. My storage, my storage. Said and I.
Listen, we do want to ask also that you keep in mind and come out this afternoon at 3 p.m. supporting our Youth for Christ, our young people, our liturgical dancers and my ministries. They're going to be uh, putting on a program here at 3 p.m. You know they do a wonderful job on Sunday mornings. Let's come out and bless these young people in full force. Let them know. Listen, let them listen. Let them know that they have a church family who loves them enough. Amen that we won't just show up on Sunday morning when it's already on our calendar, but we'll come back. Y'all ain't talking to me. Amen, amen. I ain't gonna give a benediction until y'all say amen. Amen, y'all look at me funny all you want to. You be standing up here all morning. <laughs> amen. I need y'all to come back and help support these young, these are our young people, amen. Let's do that for them, amen? 3 p.m., let's fill the sanctuary, Youth for Christ. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you.